A few days ago, a Canadian pastor who escaped communist tyranny was arrested for the crime of holding a church service. And this pastor is one of many who have been arrested, fined, or had their churches shut down in Canada since last year. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing, and you are tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. I hope everyone is doing well. In today's episode, I'm going to talk first about the recent event where a Canadian pastor, his name is Arthur Pulowski, was arrested for holding a church service in Canada. This pastor has dealt with months of harassment from public health officials, them sending police officers to try to shut down the church, and he has been on camera calling them Nazis, calling them Gestapos, telling them to get out. Reports were saying that they also would have public health officials and officers sit and just watch the church inside, making it extremely uncomfortable for those who are coming to church service. And this pastor has stood his ground day in and day out. There are a few video clips online of the arrest, but there was a SWAT team and at least six cop cars that were being reported just to pull over one pastor. And they had this man on his knees. I mean, you would think he was a violent criminal that they've been searching for for a long time. And the reports also said that the police stopped him from getting legal counsel because he was asking for his lawyer and that he didn't want to listen to them. I support our law enforcement and our police officers, but the things that I've been seeing in Canada the last year has been really disturbing. These officers should not be violating their people's charter rights. Obviously, they're different than the U.S., I've seen so many videos where I feel like the officers are just listening to what their orders are, but the orders are tyrannical and they're disturbing and they shouldn't be following them if they go against the rights of the people. You know, the police are there to uphold the rights of the people. They get their power from the people. You know, we the people hold the power and Trudeau has got to go. Trudeau is a complete tyrant in my opinion and he is making the Canadian people suffer. I saw that they were on yet another lockdown. I've also seen pictures of Walmarts and stores in Canada where everything is taped off except for the food section, saying that anything besides food is non-essential. I've also seen people calling it Chinada because Canada is just turning into China. And it's very scary. It's really disturbing. I am praying so hard for all of my Canadians out there that are listening and everyone in Canada because Canada is such a beautiful place. There are so many beautiful places in Canada. I've met some amazing people from Canada and I'm really sad and I'm heartbroken to see all of this happening, especially for Christians in Canada that can no longer go to church. You know, 14 weeks to slow the spread turned into over a year. And you've got to ask yourself, what's the science behind having churches closed but having Walmart open where hundreds of people are packed in wall to wall, but churches have to be closed. So much of this has been a direct attack on the church. It was never about your health. It's about control. We've seen from the beginning, the government telling businesses which are essential and which are non-essential. So the government is saying, hey, your business is not essential because it's not a big corporation that pays off politicians or elite. They're saying that these small businesses and that churches, they're telling them their livelihoods are non-essential. 
their religions are non-essential. Their right to practice faith is non-essential. These small businesses, they're telling them, hey, your paycheck, non-essential. It's disturbing to say the least, and it's sad to see so many people just saying, hey, just be quiet, just get in line so we can have our freedoms back. That's not how this works. When you give up your freedom, you're not getting it back. The government will push you as far as it can because it wants to control you. It's crazy that in a year, Canada looks like a completely different place. And I can only imagine for Canadians and people that are living there, but Trudeau has just been a terror. So the pastor that was arrested, Arthur Pulowski, I think I pronounced his name incorrectly earlier and when I did an Instagram video on this, but his name is Artur. He actually escaped a communist country. He escaped communist tyranny. He's from Poland. I read online that he moved to Canada to be free. In addition to the effect this is having on his congregation and his church, I can only imagine what he's going through as a person because every pastor is just a normal human being like the rest of us. I can only imagine what he's going through mentally, having escaped communism, to be somewhere that was free, that he thought he could live a free life, and now to be arrested for keeping his church open. In the video of him being arrested, he said, shame on you guys, this is not communist China. Do you have family and kids? Whatever happened to Canada, God keep our land glorious and free. I read that his brothers had also been arrested and charged with organizing an illegal in-person gathering, including requesting, inciting, or inviting others to attend an illegal public gathering, promoting and attending an illegal public gathering. So what this is saying is that his brothers have been arrested for inciting people to go to church. The police service put out a statement that was totally BS saying they understand people want to go to faith-based gatherings and they want to protest, but they have to ensure everyone's safety and well-being. Why does the government keep insisting that they care about our health? We know now, if you didn't already know before, that they don't care about our health. Everything the media has put out with this virus is to induce fear. They don't tell us how to strengthen our immune system. They don't tell us recovery rates. They don't question the experimental shot. Everything the media has done the last year in regards to COVID is just to induce fear. It's a biased narrative to get the people to do what they want because if you instill fear in the people, you can control them. I've said this many times. If the government really cared about your health, don't you think they would promote healthy foods instead of going to the grocery store and seeing all the junk foods on eye level or lower? All of the healthier foods are always really expensive or really high up on the shelf, if you've ever noticed. And this pastor is one of many in Canada who have been arrested. A couple of weeks ago, there was a police barricade over a different Canadian church due to COVID-19 violations. From what I understand, this pastor had been arrested and fined. He paid off all of the fines and then they barricaded up his church so that no one could go to it. I saw a video with so many police officers just standing outside of the church to make sure no one went in. I mean, if you told me a year ago that pastors would be going to jail, they would be arrested, their churches would be shut down for just holding a service, I would have thought, you are crazy. No way. And even in the U.S., most of our churches are still shut down. And the few that are open are at a very limited capacity. And there's only a very small number of churches open at full capacity in the nation. If you look at California, indoor worship has been banned until a couple of weeks ago, and they lifted some of the restrictions. If you don't think this is 
an absolute attack on the church, you haven't been paying attention. It's not about public health or public safety. It's about control. The government doesn't care about your physical health or your mental health. Faith, when you are a Christian or whatever your religion is, I know as a Christian for me, my faith is everything to me. And yes, you can have church at home, but when you see this is no longer about health, you understand that you want to fight to keep that church open. And that if you walk into church and you believe that it is a house of miracles, a building cannot call itself a church if they don't believe that God will protect you as soon as you walk into those doors. That God does not instill the spirit of fear into us, but that he will protect us. That God gave us an amazing immune system. You see, one of the problems we have in the world right now is that we have a church filled with fear. Only a brave church can stand against a fear-filled society. Since when did they think, oh, if you don't wear a mask, you're not going to be safe inside of this building? That is a fear-filled church that isn't really believing in the miracles of God. Yet those same culture-following churches, pastors, and people will go pack themselves into an airplane and think that they're safe. They'll go to Walmart packed with hundreds of people and think that they're fine. They'll cram into Starbucks and not think anything of it. They'll go and agree that their churches should be closed until it's safe. I've seen the argument of, well, as Christians, aren't we supposed to respect the government? You know, they're saying we have to stay shut down. We should stay shut down. You have to remember that God's word trumps man's word. When the government lays down tyrannical laws, they go against God's word. You don't disobey God to obey the government. I'm going to give you an example from the Bible where the people listened to God and did not obey the government. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 17, it says, But the midwives feared God and did not, as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. So at this time, the king of Egypt had commanded all of the Hebrew male babies be killed. So if the midwives would have listened to the government, the king, they would have killed all of the male babies. But you see in this verse, they feared God, not the king of Egypt. So they saved the men children alive. And one of those babies was Moses. I've also seen the argument of, well, why can't you just have church online? When I lived in Los Angeles, there were so many people in church every single week that were homeless or didn't have the means to have a fancy smartphone or a computer. Not everyone can watch church online. In addition to that, church is a haven. It's a community. I know there have been several times in my life where going to church was the only thing getting me through the week. Through heartbreak and hard seasons, you want to worship with a community of people. You want to be around your community. You want to pray with people and you want people to pray for you. All of these excuses are things that cowardly people in the church are using to try to convince themselves they're doing the right thing by staying out of church or closing down the church. And if you're one of those people, I'm not judging you. I'm trying to strengthen you and remind you of God's word. And if you've been one of those people that's been afraid or filled with fear, no, that doesn't come from God. Open up your Bible. Find your strength. Wrap yourself in the armor of God. I have a whole podcast episode on the armor of God and how you can do that. Put on your armor. God is raising up an army of spiritual warriors right now. He is uniting his people. You know, this Canadian pastor, Artur, and the other ones who have been fined, jailed, 
essentially persecuted for their faith, God is going to reward them beyond measure and everyone in that church. When I posted a video on Instagram with a little bit of commentary on this situation, I had quite a few Canadians commenting in the section. And one person commented saying they have to disguise their church services as protests to be able to have them. So when the police come around, they say, oh, we're having a protest. There are also underground churches now in Canada. Again, when did Canada become communist China? I read another comment of a church holding it out in the middle of nowhere in a barn. People are literally having to hide their churches from the government, hiding their church services and their gatherings from the government. If you can turn your cheek to this, I'm asking you right now to please open up your Bible and pray. Ask him to reveal himself to you and to show you what's happening right now because Jesus warned us of persecution in the Bible and people have been persecuted around the world for their faith for decades. This is nothing new. But as it creeps over so close to home, you know, being in the U.S., Canada is not across the world. It's our neighbor. It's right here at our door. And we would be naive to think that it won't happen here too and it won't come here too. We've already seen most of the churches in America still shut down. Yet big corporations are open. Planes are open. None of it makes any sense. There's no science to explain a virus that knows the difference between Walmart and church, between a crowded airplane and a church, between a bar and a church. Some scripture I've been reminded of during this season is James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. It's on faith and endurance. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind comes your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Notice here, it doesn't say if troubles come your way. It says when. This scripture reminds us that there's not a chance trouble will come. It's a matter of time that trouble will come. And when it does come, consider it an opportunity for joy. Because when you're tested and your faith is tested, your endurance grows through this season of hard times. And when your endurance in God is fully developed, you don't need anything. You will need nothing. And you'll be able to stand firm in your faith. The Bible is covered in truth and promise in regards to standing for God's word, God's truth, and being persecuted. Jesus warns us of this. Another verse that I'm reminded of is Matthew 5, verse 10 through 12. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. I don't know about you, but this has been the most wild year of my life, watching what's happening in Canada, in the world, to be honest. There are so many things happening every single day. It just seems like chaos and turmoil everywhere, everywhere you look, all around the world. Everything is in disarray. And I know that God is not finished yet. I know that God is the same God as he was yesterday, as he is today, and as he will be tomorrow. I know that his promises hold true. I know that God has never lost a battle, that he will never forsake us, 
and that if God is for us, who can be against us? I know God's truths. And if you don't, you should also get to know them because you need to be wrapping yourself in these promises every single day if you want to make it through this next season. Because spiritual warfare and the war of the mind is one of the biggest battles, if not the biggest battle, we face here. In no way am I undermining physical pain. Physical pain can be excruciating. But mental distress, psychological warfare, the war on the mind, is something that if you don't control and you don't get a hold of, it can eat you from the inside out. In all honesty, if I didn't have Jesus and I didn't know his truths, I don't know where I would be mentally in this season. Whether you know God or not, whether you're spiritually mature or you're just getting started, a promise that I remind myself of a lot is in the Bible where it says, all you need is the faith of a mustard seed. And if you've ever looked up a mustard seed, it's very, very tiny. I think it's the smallest seed. It's super tiny. And I love God's sense of humor. You know, only God would use the smallest seed to prove a point. The point he's trying to make is you don't have to have big faith for God to work miracles. Because it's not the amount of faith you have. It's who you place your faith in. Even if you have a faith the size of the smallest seed, God will work miracles. God can do anything. Because God is all-powerful, almighty. But if you put faith in man, you're going to get let down. And a lot of us have been there intentionally and unintentionally where we put our hope and faith into someone or something besides God and it doesn't work out and you're left feeling empty. When you redirect your eyes off of worldly things and people and you focus on Jesus, everything looks different. It tastes different. It's a renewal of the mind. You feel lighter. You feel happier. And look, it doesn't mean life is easy. If anything, when I came to Jesus, my life got harder. But you see life in a different way. And I would never change that for anything. Because I know that God can do the impossible. I know that no matter what happens in this world with government, with corruption, with evil things, evil people, God is bigger than that. And even though we might not understand or see what's happening now, it also says in the Bible, we may not understand now, but one day we will. And we hold on to that promise. I mean, on a smaller scale, if I really look at my life, there were so many things that have happened where I didn't understand why it was happening at the time. But I can look back and see everything had to happen exactly as it did, or I wouldn't be right here in this moment. Every hard season, all of the pain, all of the hardships, all of the closed doors, it all had to happen for me to be right where I am now. And I believe the same thing is going to happen in our world and in our nation. I believe that we're going to look back and see this all had to happen exactly the way it did so that we could have healing in our nation, in our world, and revival in the church. I believe revival is coming. I think the church has been comfortable for far too long, has been bending to the culture for far too long, has become an agreeable church instead of a godly church. And that's not for all churches. I just think there is a huge majority of them. And I've been to many of them. I believe this is the sift before the shift. Because in hard times, you are tested. And it will reveal who you really serve. Do you serve the world or do you serve God? 
Lift up our fellow brothers and sisters in Canada during this time in prayer. Lift up our nation in the U.S. in prayer. And lift up our world. Lift up all of the churches around the world in prayer. I'm praying for everyone listening that you will stay strong. You'll be vigilant. You'll stand firm. You'll have wisdom and guidance. And you'll be prepared for any lie that the devil tries to throw at you. Remember, God's ways are so much bigger than our own, so much better than our own. Stay safe and be strong. God isn't finished yet. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Don't forget to subscribe and to download this podcast episode. Also, don't forget to share it with a friend. Share it with someone who needs some encouragement, someone that would enjoy it and spread our message far and wide. If you want to support me and what I do, make sure to follow me on YouTube and on Instagram at Amanda Ensing and head over to makemakeupgreatagain.com to pick out some merch. I hope you guys have a great week. God bless. And I'll catch you in Thursday's brand new episode.